2: Right. well welcome to our second edition, third edition of the... Second video. Second video here, Catted Country, the podcast. podcast. Glad to have you on the hand. I'm Bjorn Lloydstad, and of course, Fudd Klugman to my, sure my left, your right. Got your coffee? Got your coffee mug out. Uh, can't start the show without a hot
3: blast of uh, Java. That's right, that's right. Winter's finally caught up with us here. It's been slow in coming. No snow.
2: Uh, pretty warm temperatures up in just till recently till recently and we find ourselves in the deep freeze and uh, it's it's a cool one outside thought to be sure
3: yeah we're looking at uh, highs minus below zero in a few days here it's because we just had a little bit of snow and that's the way it happens here in the upper Midwest Minnesota it always has a blizzard move through a snowstorm and then it, there's this vortex this polar vortex that immediately comes in, off but it's very cold. So right, you know, uh, this time of year as well. I, my wife was just telling me that uh, yesterday, Monday, like the, I don't know, was it, the eighteenth? I'm not sure of January. Was is called Blue Monday? Apparently, it's like the most depressing Monday of the year because wow. <laughs> because cause it's after the holidays and it's the middle of winter and we got a long way to go. But uh,
2: very cold. Well, last night was marked too by a supermoon. Oh yeah. But they were also labeling a blood moon and a wolf moon. So I took it upon myself to stand in our dining room windows and howl. Oh right. Actual fact. And then there was a moon eclipse, a lunar eclipse. Which if you were looking outside at about ten o'clock last night, you saw the moon kind of disappear. Did you so did you watch it? I did. I did, and it slowly came back and uh, had all the, the younger members of the house going, ooh, wow, I'm I'll get off the couch. I'm going to lay down again. <laughs> all right. That's interesting. Indeed. Indeed.
3: I uh, I only saw it earlier in the evening when it was just a big pale gold disc in the sky. It was beautiful. But I didn't just, stay up to,
2: well, I think I was up. I just didn't peer out the window right. at it. So Right. I remembered, so I had a look. And sure enough, it was just disappearing. And then it came back. So yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, so why be so blue? You know? Why so, are so blue? The days are getting longer. Won't yes, be long, slowly until but surely. Summer comes. That's right. That's right. Uh, oh, I
3: should mention that we've got a special guest here with us in the studio, right behind us. It's my dad's Fudd Seniors, Ham's Beer Light. Ham's Beer Light. And uh, it was it was his father's before him, my grandpa's. You can probably hear the hum, the steady hum that goes from the fluorescent bulbs behind it. Absolutely. So uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll think of it as a comforting uh,
2: Absolutely. Somebody, sound. Absolutely. Somebody somewhere is ordering a, a yet another hams.
3: <laughs> right. Somewhere. Somewhere. Well, one of the things we do this time of year to try to combat, uh, well, what do you get it, that um, cabin fever or the, the midwinter blues is to... Uh, they always have several shows going on in the Twin Cities uh, and we just paid a visit to the 49th annual Sportsman's Show. The Sportsman's Show. Was it two weeks ago now? We two were weeks. there, and it was yes. it was before the real winter hit. So, here's Bjorn and I walking in on a very balmy afternoon, a Sunday afternoon, short sleeves, right, <laughs> pretty much, unseasonably warm. So, uh, so yeah, you're carrying your box, I had the toolbox in hand. And uh, met up with Mr. Mike Lee. Mike Lee. So now, other than me encouraging you to come, what
2: brought you here? Well, uh, my wife and I are looking at it a bunch. She's she's a I, she can't handle the BS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so she goes off. She's looking for an upgrade to her trailer, and we always dream about a pontoon and then a oh, new, cool. mo- new motor on the on the little boat.
3: Yeah. so nice. Yeah. I love it. I wanted to see. I don't know if you did. You walk past the uh, the ice fishing houses. There, I can't believe. I mean, do you have one like that? No, I, I'm a pop-up man. I like to old. Oh, All right, let's get get a new. I wanted of ice to. Under you in case there's nothing. Light. I wanted to take a Where look at some here. of the interiors of those. Are just amazing. Yeah, they'd they'd be good. Oh here. Yeah. yeah. Go have a look. All right, let's. Lead on, Check Macau. it out. All right. I first wanted to take a look at these ice houses. They're just unbelievable.
2: I think these are. Kind of the most popular things right now. Yeah, my buddy up in Malax has something very similar, and his has the totally self-contained reels on the walls, motorized. You get a bite, and it just starts rolling, reeling it in for you. Oh! You don't even you don't even need to. I like Someone might say that takes half the fun out of it, like, but and they're a great
3: family thing
2: if They're just not flexible. Bunk up
3: here, and look at the. Oh, I think this is wallpaper here on the side here. Yeah. Oh, but it's just so, you know, well designed. It's beautiful. You like this? And then down here,
2: we... That's cool. Look at that. So you could have... You could have several several lures in the water at any given time here. So do you you drill from inside court when you're in? Yeah,
3: that's what the electric augers are good for.
4: Oh, okay.
2: Or you set it down, you set it over, make a pattern, pull it off, drill right? Oh, I, can, I see. So is this a refrigerator over here? Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Wow, a rage. Good lord! Let's get a pot of chili going. Uh, Excuse me. Lord, wait a minute. There's, <laughs> not a, there's not a door here. I was hoping Sorry I could if, uh, not, quick not go, go here, but I, You got to come out of there. Come on now. No. a bigger sink than I have at home. Wow. That's nice. Splashback. That's crazy. Pretty
3: amazing. That's crazy. More than all the comforts of home. I mean, they had uh, bathrooms
2: and showers and... Uh, bunks. Yeah, bunks. He- heating heating controls, uh, full kitchen, bathroom, the whole bit. And then about ten areas on the floor where right. you pulled a piece of the flooring out. There was your ice ice <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> that that thing you're going to fish hole through in the, the,
3: in the floor that big so you go in there and
2: you fish down there up. And then, yes so you had 10 places to carve ice out and then have a, a fishing hole and uh inside the 75 degree warmth not only that but there's like a little light uh positioned just above where the
3: hole is so you right. can of course see what you're exactly you're catching so I don't know what the average cost of these things were. I, th- I thought I saw, let's see, on the, on the low end, fifteen thousand. But I think we're talking more like the thirty, yeah. thirty-five thousand yeah. for these. So uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, we're saving up more for a boat, and I don't, I don't know if we're going to be getting one of those. But it sure is
2: fun to look around in oh, those. Yeah. The irony of walking into one of those places and running into our old friend, Scotty. Scotty Cummins. Scotty Cummins. There he was from, from the Gail Whitman show. I don't know if anybody
4: remembers Gail Whitman. Cummins. Well, how you doing? How you doing? Good to see you. How
3: the heck are you?
4: You know, I'm really good. It's a uh, it's a good show. You guys enjoying it?
3: Love yeah. There's
4: just it. there's so much to see, and I just you know I step foot in this place, and I just can't believe what they
2: do with these things right now. It smells like a cabin. But that particular fish out smelled like fresh cut lumber. It did. It well pine paneling, new construction, and Beautiful. reminded me of the cabin. Beautiful. It had that it smelled like a freshly built cabin in the middle of the North Woods
3: yeah that's that's nice
2: sitting at the table just reminiscing about some of his past experiences
3: because i remember an old episode with you and gail making a
2: gail his poor soul has has
4: gone to the to the other side and do you remember what he used to do so you know he he didn't like all the new fancy schmancy stuff you know so he would just start to uh, build a thing in his garage right but, you know we tried right. to we tried to tell him you know it's maybe time I to aminated. move on but yeah, he just built this structure out of tarpon wood, and
3: that's right. we take, ever fishing that take thing? So, duct tape. Yeah, absolutely. some duct tape too. Gail Whitman, uh, you know, he always liked to go to the ice fishing show that they have yeah. every year. He did. Probably the same location, and
5: uh, I think he was envious of all that equipment. Pretty neat stuff. Technicolor. Look at these nice little things. Howdy. Hello there. How are you today? I'm Gail Whitman. Gail. I'm sure you've seen me on TV. Uh, what TV channel is that, Gil? You, you don't, you don't know it? No. Guys, look at the way this thing is built. Good, good, good wind. Blow it away. It's a fish house. Well, sure. Don't you have one? What the heck do you need that for? Yeah, well, I check got a it out. fish house, but I don't have anything that, like this. Go on in, check it out, Gil. What the? Is that
2: heck? Gil or Gale? Um, Gil was a guy too who thought this is wonderful, and and for fifteen to thirty thousand dollars, I could enjoy something like this. But by gad, I've got two hands creative mind, yeah. a jigsaw, plywood, some tarpaulin, <laughs> and a little bit of duct tape. And I can, I can, I can match this.
5: Now you might be pulling a 35 pound musky through the ice. So you better make the hole in the floorboard big enough. Now I found this here plate from my second Mary, or I mean from down in the cellar. Uh, now let's see, okay, get all the way around here. There. Now if this hole isn't big enough, you better cut the line and run like hell. Well, let's get started cutting the hole. Ah. Ready to go. Yeah. How do we get in? How do you get in?
3: So he he put something together, which is you know, I mean if you remember the Schmidt Scenics beer can from Bjorn's collection, that all you need is uh, an auger and your jiggle stick and you know Maybe a five gallon bucket to sit on. <laughs> right. So, but that's all right. It's 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 fun to have something extravagant, but uh, Gail thought you didn't really need need all that. So right. Yeah, so yeah, reminiscing with Scotty Cummins and uh, some of his adventures he had in the Gale Whitman show were pretty interesting.
2: Well, he brought up uh, the wolf episode. Oh, that's right.
3: Yep. Hey, you remember the wolf? Oh, remember yeah, wolf? I remember the wolf.
4: The wolf? We, we had a spec- we he, and I, he and I became pretty close. Special lost,
3: episode, yeah. I think, on, yeah. on uh, yeah. hypothermia. Most yeah.
4: unbelievable adventure I just had. I think we can use this for this really happy really? segment. Oh, absolutely. Oh. I was up at the Gunflint Trail, and I was following the trail of a beaver. Yeah. Fresh chew on the trees. Yeah. And I came across a spot that I thought maybe I could just hunker down for a little while, he can't see me there. Yeah. I'll see him come to the, to yeah. the beaver dam. It's home. Yeah. yeah. And I fell asleep. Yeah. Well, wait, you know it. Next thing I know, I hear this kind of chipping and, and cracking and. Tree fell right, hit me in the head. Oh, I must have been out for about three, maybe four hours. I couldn't yeah. tell. Oh yeah, I, uh, I woke up and kind of rambling around and yeah. feeling a little, well. My head hurt real bad. Uh, probably a I'm slight sure. concussion got from the tree. the tree. Yeah, tree. and also the beginning stages of hypothermia. I'm sure. A lot of people That's make a mistake of That's taking clothes off. Cut. Found myself just a little hot and uh, and delusional, I suppose. Yeah. And felt this freedom and naturalness with the woods.
1: Oh my God.
4: I knew I wasn't gonna make it back in time uh, no. in a cabin or you know I was kinda lost, so I yeah. I hunkered down in some leaves and some pine yeah. boughs. Good. Warmest night thinking. sleep I've had Good in a long time. Oh absolutely. Good that was, that yep. was great. Yeah. Woke up, tap on my shoulder. You know what it was? Not gonna believe it. Hmm. Not this really happened. <clears throat> I was a wolf. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, he startled me at first, but he froze. Oh. I think he was afraid, you know, he maybe thought I was dead. Oh. And I grabbed him on the snow. Oh. Yeah, we had a little rattle on the ground and oh. I was able to kind of maneuver oh. him eventually. Oh. I got him to calm down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I told him we're friends. Friends? Yeah, brothers. Friends. Yeah, you and I, part yeah. of the wood, run together. Yeah, I said, I said, go find your pack, you know. Yeah, and then I sent him off. Said, go. It was great. So I turned around with just rejuvenation. Yeah. I couldn't wait ten. to get You've back to the get meeting. All of this. Yeah, You've yeah, this, this really happens. Yeah.
2: Scotty had a way with animals, or has a way. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he probably still does. He was reminiscing about that. In fact, I think he was still thinking about it as we walked out. That's right, left him in sort of a wistful state. Contemplative state, right. thinking about his next animal adventure. Yes. In the great outdoors.
3: It was interesting, so we said uh, au revoir to uh, Scotty, and uh, continued our, where, where else did we go after that? Uh, oh, I think that was when we went up the escalator. That The lower floor of the sportsman's show is filled with all the big campers, all the pontoons, could be up and down the length of the Gull River in about uh, 30 seconds seconds. and the boats
2: roll off docks
3: roll off docks yeah and and all the big stuff And um, that's a real fantasy floor where you're thinking well someday but uh, upstairs they had smaller things that you could maybe get your hands on some various lures right and uh, of course if you wanted to hire a guide or do a fly-in Canada or something. you yeah, resorts and things like that. And that is where we ran into Steve O'Hearn. Steve O'Hearn. Now look at this place. That is wild. He's a collector of all kinds of old stuff. And we're hoping that he's going to be able to take a look. And, well, I mean, look at this. Holy cows. Yeah. And he wasted no time. And uh, looking to see what Bjorn had, he
2: couldn't quite wait. He was was very excited to see what was inside the tackle box. Well. Right. we don't
3: have as, that much yes. here, but this isn't all that interesting, but feel well, free to I'll have a look. Tell you
0: what you got in
3: here. Yeah, excellent. Interesting.
0: Oh, you yeah, to push that and button and all that. So let's hear you got jitterbug. Yeah. You still make them. This one's a frog one. They made them with plastic lip during the war. Okay. Way oh. more valuable. Uh, they nice. also made this. wood ones with plastic lip way more valuable wow. than that. Oh wow. sure. Uh, this here is about a four dollar lure today. Okay. Uh, if you get different <laughs> hardware. That holds these hooks on. Then the value goes up. The bodies were wood in the early days. Sure. Oh, okay. Very uh, valuable Those One's it's not very valuable. Mm-hmm. Hawaiian wiggler. Another uh, arbagas lure. Probably about twenty bucks. Huh. Cool. Uh, little poppers. Drawn four. Six bucks. There's um, some like these that run five, six thousand dollars. Is there, right? Wow. Oh my God! Depends on what wow. it is, age, who made it, right? Um, stuff on the cards always good. Just to see, I got carded and stuff all over. That's oh, wow. the reason. Just because people like it on the cards, right? Within the box, these Daredevils, devils. Everyone loves a red and white or a five of diamonds paint job on them. They yep. catch fish like mad. Yeah. Um, there's rare ones of these. A matter of fact, the first box they came out with, one of these, I paid five hundred dollars. Um, oh, really, just the box. And lures are nothing. You can get them for three, four bucks. Right. a yeah. box is probably worth five bucks. Uh-huh. If it was a two-piece cardboard box. Be yeah. Worth a lot more money, it's right? Value right.
3: there. It's no. not in the right yeah. box. Yes, yeah, this, so this got is a, little... a
0: hidden river run box. This box is worth five bucks. Oh, the box because just it, because. Yeah, it's wow. a box.
3: Well, there you go. That's cool. Lazy
0: Daisy, made in Preston, Minnesota. Oops. That's slower right here. Um, Come in that box that used to be called Lazy Ike, but Lazy Ike was already out, so they sued them, so they had to change the name. Oh, to Lazy, Lazy Daisy. Oh, I see. Um, these, uh, there's some hand painted ones out there that are worth $40, $50, bucks, but the uh-huh.
5: particular
0: one with the box probably $5. Total. Cool. Very common in Minnesota. Bring right. it to California, you get 10 bucks, 20 bucks because it's in the box. Uh huh, cool. And wow. The famous Johnson Silver medal, which ain't in here. <laughs> but um, what's in here is a Brooks Reaper, oh. it's called, and these things, are Reaper, these things catch fish like crazy walleyes. Oh. And I used to sell them for five bucks, I think they're probably worth about ten on eBay now. Oh. And then this box would be your typical three dollar Johnson Silver rental box, which there's millions and millions of these <laughs> yeah. out there. Um, there's a two-piece cardboard box, which is more valuable than these boxes right. here. Yeah this is actually made by Johnson Metal too. Johnson caper this
2: thing seemed to be kind of uh,
0: yep. that's an acme weed nip. Yeah. yeah this is what you call a weedless spring-loaded lure so the fish would bite on it and the hooks hook uh, and then you their history they're in <laughs> yeah. the frying pan so um, these are from the 40s 50s there's some early boxes worth good money uh, probably a $10 $5 dollar lure like this huh. it, it you know without the rust right sure yeah. sure um, not that common.
2: Yeah, this stuff was oh. well used I yep, uh, we gotta say my dad. Common. So my this dad here is
0: a bunch of spoons and this thing went in this box. So there we go. Oh, right.
3: <laughs> We've accomplished one thing.
0: Sweet. <laughs> right? Ooh,
3: wow. Nice. Look at that.
0: Okay. And uh, here we got another uh, lazy daisy in the box. Is this a Bucksberry, Buck Perry spoon crop? Buckberry? Buck Perry. Buck Perry, famous. He taught people how to structure fish. These things catch fish. They do catch fish. And when you're fishing those, you're (laughs) rattling like this.
2: Oh, really wobbly.
5: Yeah, with the shape of it. It drives fish. Right.
0: And your typical everyday two-three dollar spoon. He was a fan. Here's a um, rebel lure. These are becoming collectible. as sec now. Some famous lures. These guys. some of them got kind of like red, white, and blue, or Arkansas, or something on them. Those are sure. the advertising ones. They're just they're going the nuts roof, on man. eBay.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Your typical Rapla three bucks you know uh-huh. um, there's some earlier wrappers here. this one is an earlier box the real early wrap you could see stars in here oh wow and what he did is he used candy wrappers to wrap them and then he dip them over in Finland oh, yeah. that was when they ran out of the tin foil to put inside there okay but uh, certain raplas are worth good money nowadays this one's probably five bucks because of the old box Sure. And, um, how you tell it's the writing. And it'll be cursive on here on the lip. It'll yep. be in oh, handwriting, yep. not okay. printing. And those are the earlier ones and the tin foil. Oh, yeah. Here you got a typical knife, five <laughs> to hundred dollars, depending on who made it. Right, you always right. find this stuff and hemostats and scissors and pliers. Oh yeah. Right. And then all this stuff, other stuff in tackle boxes. We have a list, us collectors, of yeah. like. Um, I don't want to get into it too far, but <laughs> right. you, know, you can yeah. imagine what would be in there. Oh, Absolutely. yes. What about this hey, old frog? spotty the wonder frog spotty, spotty the Wonder Frog, frog. <laughs> made by p and k p and that's who made it pk um spotty the wonder frog they came in a cute little box and you know this thing is just it's cool
2: yeah, yeah. most of
0: them are dried up the feet break off
2: that's what surprised me this you. is
0: about a $10 lure and you might get 15 to someone who collects frogs and wants a pk frog right they came in a cute little box um said pk Spotty the Wonder Frog on it. They also made Softy the Wonder Crab, and they made some other baits <laughs> like that too. And they did. Um, they made a bunch of stuff. But this is wow, that's it. Spotty the Wonder Frog. I remember looking. How old? Like Softie what? What year crab. would you say is that's those? 40s. In the
3: forties. 40s. 40s, okay. okay. Yep. Okay. We were wondering why he had this uh, all-seeing eye on here, but it's Spotty. He's yep, Spotty.
0: He's Spotty the Wonder Frog. Spotty the Wonder Frog. Yeah. The yeah. This is actually a Helen Flatfish. Okay. And they made these by the millions like the lazy ike it was kind of a competitor to the lazy ike lure okay catches um, so other lures three real to five yeah. bucks you know two bucks sure. one buck a lure but right um they catch fish yeah. fish them right they catch
2: fish yeah they got a real goofy wobble under the water yep you know that's right well, how well
0: that, that kind of tells you fun. it's hook sharpener, yeah. kind of neat, they come in a pack, you know, and a lot of them have the common name yeah. on them. Early ones of these are worth the money, money. Like seen,
2: seen better days, surely. Yeah.
0: Really, but 1890s, they I made mean, stuff like cool. that. Cool. Well, thank
2: you much. Wait a
3: minute, though. So, you know, this was reduced at one time to $0.33. Cents. What do you yeah. think now would <laughs> be? Uh,
0: yeah, I'd give you, like, $0.50. Cents, $0.50. $0.50? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Talking <laughs> about. I soap
3: I've never seen these long, sticky things. Yeah,
2: that know. was a kind of a new yeah, one on me, too. That what was was the plugs oh, that. pencil plugs i can see what they do in there man nice. i like this guy the fin spoon look at that look at, look at that sunfish strike master that must that be a, a realist that's a mounted a panfish there it's probably mounted that looks pretty real to me i love that old south bend thing back there that's just, oh yeah it's probably what you'd see in ebner's if we ever got inside there right how are you guys <laughs> I mean, it's like one of those behind the counter here fish and fill fit <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: Don't you f- yes. feel that way, Mike? Oh, when yeah. you're yeah, oh, you are a lot f- efficient. Feel fit. All oh, right. okay. Oh, excellent. Well, oh, gosh, thanks so much, Steve. Yeah, it was very, really very fun.
0: I'm excited just to look at anything. You bet. Man. Oh yeah, you're it's
2: awesome. like a little treasure box. Yeah. Thank you much. See you, Steve. Awesome. So you're lucky, my dad's tackle box burned up in our machine shed fire
3: in oh. 1965. You don't want that. <laughs> wow, oh, man. I find it interesting that. Uh, Many of the things that uh, Steve identified in Bjorn's box were things that could be valuable, like the jitterbug. That if it had a plastic lip from World War II, right, and if the body was made of wood, oh, we're talking big money. But ah, oh, it's uh, five mm-hmm.
2: dollars, three dollars. Wartime, all the metal gear to keep the treble hooks on. Oh yeah, you needed all that metal if these were plastic. Right. Even hinted at one point, if these were replaced with plastic, it would be worth an awful lot more. Of course, oh. I started thinking, oh, so can I can't find plastic. That's uh, funny. Uh, and I quickly let that go. But an interesting idea.
3: Now, that uh, fly rod you told me yes. on our last yes. video podcast, you even tried to sell it on eBay. I, I did. I did. But what's funny is now you, you told me that somebody said how much some of those are potentially worth. That's correct.
2: Yes, if it's the right model, and it's the right era, you might be looking at hundreds to perhaps low thousands of dollars. And then, as is often the case with things that have come my way. But of course you've got the original (laughs) entry level. So I don't know what that's worth. There's a lot of these out there. See what you can uh, scrape up on, on eBay. And so it was on eBay for a while with the aluminum rod carrying case that saw a lot of use. Two reels. I don't have any flies, and I think that was a a potentially kind of a a limiting factor. It was no no flies to go with it. I think that's where a lot of times the big money is in you know hand tied flies, vintage hand tied Mm -hmm. flies. But I thought, shoot, this is a you know original Windsor McGill. It's decades old. It's made out of bamboo. You know, it's all kept together with lacquered uh, like string. Oh sure. Very very interesting. I've used it. Taught myself how to fly fish with it. Had about the same amount of luck as I did with a, a Zebco and my Rebel. Yeah, the Rebel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Been a long time. Although Steve did say that the Rebels are now well, becoming they're collectible collector items. But uh, I did
3: hear. Mike Lean whispered uh, behind me. Said, "No, oh, those those you know, worthless. I mean, not <laughs> not in terms of collector. They uh, catch nothing. Value, but yeah. Apparently, for fishermen, pair of pants or a, a good head
2: cold. is What you're going to catch <laughs> out
3: Yeah, that's that's funny. So yeah, it's it's it was interesting to <laughs> to watch him go through the box and like, wow. It's in fact the the green popper that yeah. you had." Um, he he set that down like some of those go for like several thousand dollars. Unbelievable! But I think he priced. It, I don't know what he priced it. I do. I do have a tally of uh, what Steve came up with in appraising your box and uh, sum total. By my records, it came to one hundred dollars and fifty cents. Wow, wow! So that's um, yeah. Oh, it's a new headlight on my Civic. It's one Outstanding. of those. <laughs> So essentially, it's not worth getting rid of. I no, think, uh, no, no, no. Maybe if we keep it for another 50 years.
2: Yes. It'll jump up to two. Somehow manage to keep okay. the uh, One-Eyed Wonder Frog yeah. in good oh. shape for another We know what decades. it's called. We might have something. We, we did... Uh, spotty the One-Eyed... S-
3: spotty the Wonder Frog. The Wonder Frog. I thought for sure that uh, Rapla with the Finland...
2: Oh, like what well, you'd think. And in a box, a cardboard yeah. box with the original paperwork. Well... It may well have been a lure, I caught my dad's pants on at one point, <laughs> I cranked back and threw for all I was worth, heard a good, hey, realized I had my dad by his dress slash. Right by the trousers. Right look I, well, I, I will say this much, I'd set a new record for the biggest weight caught that summer. <laughs> I caught a 180 pound man, followed by a couple of salads, so I Sweet. won it all. I want it all. We left, uh, left Mr. O'Hearn and uh, promptly kind of wove our way through all kinds of mini donut stands and corn dog stands, and lo and behold, there was uh, the deer. Live Three deer. Three live deer. We're going to peel off again here and stare at some deer.
3: It says that we can pet and take pictures of the bucks for $5 for one person and an
2: extra I think dollar. got to get in there, Fudd, and get licked all of them. I think we both got to get in there now.
3: You don't want to get licked on?
2: Not particularly, no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Last time I pet a
6: deer, I was about five at Missoula Park. Yeah. Okay, so what Whoa. we got here today. Oh my we gosh. We have Waldo. Waldo's a three and a half year old buck. He scores wow. about 250 inches and he has about 20 points on his head. Waldo's from Lake Brunson, Minnesota, the northwest corner of the state and uh, when he was born he was bottle fed, take him in the house, take good care of him, imprint on him, watch Walt Disney movies, get up with him at midnight and feed him. So he thought we were his mom for the first few months of his life, we have a license to raise deer, we own his mom, his grandma, grandpa, and so anyway he was bottle fed for the purpose of working a few weekends a year, we take him in this trailer, and a handful of weekends and we travel around the country, and it's a good attraction. For people to be able to see up close, the number one game animal in Minnesota. My gosh. And I must say he's beautiful. I mean. Yeah, he's a beautiful buck. I can reach in and a little bit. Just don't grab his antler and don't grab his ear tag. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can scratch him there.
3: Wow. Look at the long lashes there. Hey buddy. So you watched Disney movies when you were little, well... He
6: watched Disney movies and sat on the couch, and he's checking (laughs) me for ticks right now. Really? Mutual grooming. He enjoys... Now watch, if I check him, I almost put him in a trance. He'll sit there, and I'm like, Oh, that spot feels pretty good right there. (laughs) Oh, my word, that's a good spot to get rough. Oh, my gosh. Right back here feels so good. And then as soon as I stop right now, and I quit this, and I'm done checking him for ticks, he's going to start licking me right again. Because it's mutual grooming. I'm grooming him now. Look at how still he is. And when I quit, watch what happens when I quit now. Okay, I'm done. It's your turn.
3: That is amazing. That's just like the chickens and making them fall asleep. Right. With <laughs> yeah. This guy's a real beauty.
6: Yeah. Wow.
3: Well thanks so much, Steve. You
6: bet. Absolutely.
3: And thank you, Waldo.
6: Yeah.
3: Wow. Amazing. I have to say, standing right next to him, he was he was beautiful. A beautiful creature. Seeing all the long eyelashes all over the, you know, not just, it's not just a thin line of eyelashes like we humans have. It's it's all over the place. It's just incredible. But, uh, yeah, it reminded me of the olden days of uh, deer land. Olden days of uh, When I was probably 14 years old, one of the last times I visited deer land or deer park. And at that time, it was being run by this middle-aged German couple, and uh, their big act in Deerland was their monkeys. Sent in the Apes. Yeah, uh, it was...
2: Uh, Never gonna fail with chimpanzees.
3: Kind of, kind of a weird monster. thing, and uh, you've seen them before.
2: We, uh, too much monkey business.
3: Too much monkey business.
2: I recall my last trip to, I wanna say it was Deerland, and they had coin-operated 25 cents. Put in your quarter, turn the handle, and get a handful of seed corn. Oh, yeah. And then reach your hand through the fence. And here came your emaciated, kind of mangy character. Yeah. Licking the corn right out of your hands. (laughs) At one point, I had three deer in front of me in the smallish mitt. And I thought they were going to eat my shirt. I was like, good Lord. (laughs) Take it easy.
3: But uh, Yikes. I seem to remember uh, the... You know the, the the wafer cones for ice cream cones that they filled those up with corn as well. Wow! And you just held that up for the deer, and they made through that quick. And then on your the
2: hand, ate, but eat, the, uh, eat the cone. Went after your finished So,
3: yeah, I I did inquire when we were in Nisswa, several years ago, when my girls were smaller. I I did ask somebody from town and say, is, de- is the deer land still around here? <laughs> oh no, that's been gone for years but uh, maybe, that's, maybe that's okay. Um, just look for them as you're driving to the cabin. There goes one. You, know, you don't need to feed them.
2: We did look a little bit at some boats, too, Fudd. You were that's right. talking about how your family's got a powerful hankering for a new vessel.
3: Ooh, now see, I like the color. Look at that, they pretty deep red. Yeah. Black on the top. Oh, well, this would be hot in the summer, though, wouldn't it? Step on here, ooh, it's new design. No, it's been discussed in a few of our podcasts that uh, maybe this is the year that the uh, Fudd family is going to invest or finance a a new
2: boat because... um, I think I'd be better up on my sizes, with 20 foot, 26 foot, I don't know, something good sized. Yeah, something like that. It doesn't have to be huge. I mean,
3: now my brother, he wants to get a boat and go to several lakes. Right. that. You know, and and some lakes are huge and you want a big boat to make use of that boat. You bought it. But for the most part, I would use it on on the Gull River, which Mm -hmm. really is only, you know, five miles back and forth. Right, right. So you don't need anything that big to, you know, you don't need any of those big 300 horsepower motors. But you had
2: talked about the joys of, say, a 90 horse. Yeah, ninety horses would be fast enough. You'd be pulling the kids right out of the water, right. and up, and they'd be like hovering behind the boat, five feet up. Would be great. I did try um, inner tubes. I uh, all
3: right, hold on a second. I have to grab a picture of the uh, sea maid here. Yes, the sea maid. Yeah, which gets full of of water we always because have to say it's uh, the Gull
2: River rain gauge.
3: Yeah, because you see the um, the channel is right beyond our dock here, so when the boats go zipping back and forth, uh, well, it just causes a lot of waves, and um, it just goes right into the sea main.
2: I can't help but think too fud with a little creativity and, and, a, and a well-used jigsaw. Yeah. You could have a pilot's seat right here. I'm thinking about powering it. Powering that nine-horse mariner.
3: I, I've been YouTubing some some other... You bet. You know, some how to modify your old boat. And uh, I'd like to talk to my dad this year about maybe painting it something other than the forest green. I mean, it is well, it's chipping.
2: very, very woodsy. <laughs> Blends right into the...
3: No, uh, right. oh, it
2: doesn't. Who are we kidding? Especially it's, when it's in silhouette yeah, like this, you can't really oh, see. Oh. But as
3: you can uh-huh. see, there's a, oh, here we go. That's a nine and a half horsepower Mariner. And uh, I tried pulling my 12 and 13 year old girls this year on, on an inner tube. And uh, just, uh, it kind of went okay for five minutes, and then it just sort of wound down. And uh, I just, and then I told my dad about that later. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea, that's just.
2: Too much stress on the on the old motor. It's
3: kind of sad, and I, I have to admit, slightly embarrassing when I'm out there. And you got these big boats zipping around, you know, they're 150 horsepower, and 210, and I'm out in a nine and a half Try horsepower merry rag. Preteen, around an inner two. They day. had fun, but it just drawing a heavy wake. And of course, when we're there, and it's summer, and we're there, and it, the excitement of it, you know, my wife and I are sitting there going, "All right, well, should we just go and get a
2: big motor or something?" But the yes, truth be the told, is always we, yes. Yeah, I gotta believe year. the C probably even handle something like a twenty-five. So, that, well, that's what
3: I'm thinking. Maybe this year it's gonna be a 25 horsepower, maybe a rebuilt or
2: something. 30 horse. I don't know if such such an animal exists, I don't know. I think anything higher than like a 30, if you could find a 30 horse motor. I've never seen a 30 horse. I could be just making that up foot. That could just be total hogwash coming out of the field, but I think anything bigger, your boat would start doing this. Hey, 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 I
3: suppose, you know, I wonder, you know, the the Seamate, as I've said before, is from 1960. And uh, I'm sure if I had it appraised by some old boat collector, he'd say, you know, some of these <laughs> are worth several thousand dollars, not yours. Right. But, well, that's the way it goes. That's it. That's how it but, works. Uh, but, yeah, that's all right. Sometimes uh, it makes you think, all right, well, someday, but for now,
2: let's just see what we can do. Get creative with the Seamates, see, see what you can uh, make happen, and see who will salute. <laughs> right. Without a doubt. Our last. Piece as we kind of walked through FUD was that infamous weedless display why we did see a little bit of it's the sportsman show if you would care to fish go oh, ahead and right. fish we've got this giant tank full of trout <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all about that big yes get your kids uh, you know hooked into angling here we go watch one young fella pull one out of the water somehow I'd managed to lodge the hook in its rear end, <laughs> caught the thing by the rectum. Kind of darn near killed him. Look at that. It's just like, well, I hope he's going to take that one home with him, because that thing's cool. Wow. Did you, did you say darn near rectum? Darn near killed him. I, uh, wow-ish. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah,
3: Yeah. well, uh, you know, it was kind of funny that we walked like, by I don't understand fish on.
2: How, yeah, fish on. How? Okay, a bite, I understand. How did that happen?
3: Well, I suppose if you're fishing in a pool Whoa. like that, you're 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 just hey. going for the snag. Wah.
2: Yeah, Ish. <laughs> we snagged him all right. right the, how's your father, Ish? So, <laughs> so. But beyond that was the Weedless Bait Company. That's right, Glencoe,
3: Minnesota. Yeah, they're from Glencoe, Minnesota. So home run had a display. Everything done for built
2: us. in their 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 spot there. They kind of a pole barn garage kind of affair. They yeah. build all and they make all their own lures. They're all weedless. And they had a very cool uh, display, I thought.
3: Wow, these are nice and brand new looking. So you're out of Glencoe. Yep. Excellent. How long has the co- he had the company?
1: just oh. about just about 15 years. Okay. It's been around since the 1940s.
3: Oh, really? This
1: is over 70 year old company. Yep. That's awesome. Manufactured manufacture the same way they've been made 70 years ago. We have. Our uh, two-car garage is our business, it's our manufacturing company. We've wow. It comes with a roll of brass and stamps everything out with every form on here. Cool. We hand paint them all, hand assemble everything.
3: That is awesome. Them. I hope you're getting all this, Toby. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Al and Jan Conklin? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I mean, I like weed.
1: If you want a demonstration, we can do a demonstration on how they work.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please do.
1: It's a weedless spoon. This is how it's going to go through the water. The hooks are completely concealed so you can pull it through all the weeds and all that stuff in the water. Yeah. Fish mm-hmm. comes up and grabs it and opens it up. Oh, oh
3: wow. my gosh. That's that is cool. cool. So,
1: cool. Fish. so then to reset it, slide the hooks into those two eyes on the front of it. Flip it over, the band catches the barb on the back, and you're ready to go. Oh, wow. So, whether you're casting or trolling, you want to get it in the weeds, this will take care of it for you. Wow. When you set the hook on these, it springs them open.
3: Wow. Oh my gosh. Them,
1: they're individual books, So there's four yeah. books on here. Just take one at a time, lay it right back up on the harness, and you're ready
3: to go. Yeah, it is cool. And I imagine you, uh, you, oh yeah, we can visit you online and Absolutely. put in a big order someday. That
1: Absolutely, we have a store cor- online too. So okay. We order, we ship them. We've been shipping them all over.
3: That's great. I really, really th- think this is neat. Thank you. All right, thank well, you. Well, good luck to yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you very much. So I'd like to try those. I. Uh, I consider myself a customer now, and we'll maybe get some footage later this year right. right this well, year
2: of given it a try. It would be fun try out the weedless bait companies, weedless spoons and the mighty gull, possibly even bringing in a, a smallmouth bass.
3: Maybe, or at least uh, at least a northern or uh, something.
2: right. Right. But
3: uh, well, let's just take a short break and short then we we'll, pause. We'll, we'll come back, and I don't know, talk about what's next. What's in the what future next
2: in the future of this fabulous video podcast. That's right. Which you can also hear well, as yeah, an audio fire. podcast, but that's right, a new approach. That's right.
3: Live action. Just you can say, "Well, who are these guys?" And I think the fire needs another log. I could use to warm up my coffee. So we'll be right back. <laughs>
2: With today's busy lifestyle, it's difficult to spend as much time in the great outdoors as we'd like. As a result, many suffer from fatigue, depression, or even seasonal indigestion disorder. Now UpNordco can help you change that stale office atmosphere into a wooded wilderness with Campfire Magic Incense. Let the aromatherapy of UpNordco's specially designed incense take you back up to the cabin where a morning of good fishing was followed by a breakfast of eggs and sizzling sausage links over an open fire. Later, roasting marshmallows with the kids. Even the mischievous behavior of your bored children is nostalgic. Yes, the campfire is one of the most ancient and powerful ways to commune with nature. Now you can enjoy the great outdoors wherever you are.
5: UpNorco. Everything you need for the great outdoors. Made in China.
2: go on. the coffee is refilled. And I gotta tell you, Fudd, I, I feel like there's a trip back up. You know, sadly this year was cut short. I uh, picked up a, a bug from one of the kids I teach and uh, they were sharing sharing the wealth. And, you know, feverish and crazy and time to go home because I can barely see straight. But uh, we're going back up. We always do. That's right. And uh The intention this year, past year, was by God, we're gonna try every lure in that box, we're gonna catch low anchor. Something's coming out of the Bell River that just defies imagination and breaks a river record, possibly a state record. And I'm gonna throw it out there. Uh, I've owned this Rebel since I was about 12 years old, possibly younger, not even sure. Very, very glittery, very blue and silver, beautiful, two treble hooks. One of the hooks is even bent which would lend people to believe I really hooked into something. Yeah, you must My God. Yeah, I think I did. I think it was a log or possibly <laughs> a rock. Maybe this was right. the seat of my dad's pants. I'm not sure. Yeah. Good Lord, I set the hook. He'd have been all right had I not tried to <laughs> clean him and yeah. it him out. <laughs> no, we got out of the slacks and he was just fine. But uh, this will catch something on the next trip up. Or my name yeah. isn't Bjorn Lloydstead. I'm going to put some kind of delicious bait on one of these trebles, or both, mm. and I'm not going to stop with the rebel until I have landed a fish. All right. It could be a bowfin, it could be a dogfish, <laughs> which I think is the same thing, so a little redundant. Pout. I don't care. I don't know. Rather it not be a pout. Wrapping around your arm bit sounds kind of disgusting. But I look I, at this and I, I'm just, it, it wobbles, it sits on the top, its it moves, it's its glittery, it's delicious. I'm tempted right. right now to, ha I, <laughs> ha Come today. <laughs> Something's gonna bite on the rebel. Uh, and you will be there to see it happen. 2019 may be the year of the rebel. Year of the rebel. Something large. And I like the sound of it. And friable. <laughs> we caught on the rel- I, I might even try a bite of it. Oh, really? I might. In I, fact, I I will go out on a limb. I think and say, you have know I have to, I, if you I catch have to fish you on that. You caught it. You got to eat part of it. You got to eat a bite. Can I, I put it, a... it in a gluten-free bun and slather it? with
1: <laughs> Dill oh, relish, perhaps. Maybe.
2: Hot chili, <laughs> chili fish. I'm not very good at filleting. Are you good fillet? Well, uh, I I can do guy? it. My dad used to have this big board with a huge clip on the end. Oh yeah, I've got a new one of those. I just got my put the tail under the clip so it's yeah. not gonna be flipping and flapping as you right. drive home that point and my gosh. Stab it right through the melon. Yikes, well. Start filleting it out. <laughs> I am intrigued, I gotta say, by this. This is and look at that forward hook. It's a it's it's not a treble. It's just two hooks and a little bent. Yeah. Something somewhere. Must have uh, liked, like you said, the Looney Tunes approach. <laughs> Tweety birds, <Right>. sparkly cousin. <laughs> Why nice. not have a chaw? I dare you. Absolutely. I think a little night crawler, a little small minnow. Piece of hot dog. Piece of rotten hot dog. <laughs> maybe maybe a, a leech.
3: Or a corn niblet. I, I don't know.
2: Well, I had a lot of success with small hula poppers and, and whole kernel of corn. Wow. Off my neighbor's dock on Daggett Lake, which you can sort of see behind us here. It's oh, yeah. Painting just slightly out of out of the screen. Don, let's get a close up of that. That's a painting. Come on, Don. Done by Bjorn himself. I, I did that. I was uh, feeling reminiscent. I wept openly while I painted it. <laughs> you know the story. But uh, yeah, which... my, I brought my neighbor up to the cabin, and, and he and I, one o'clock in the afternoon. High sun, hotter than blazes. We stood at the end of, the, they had a long dock, went about two sections out beyond ours, where the uh, Charlie's Angels often hung out and oh, yeah, really waved cool. at all passers-by. And they were gone that weekend and we knew their family well and they wouldn't mind, so my neighbor and I, Scott, he grabbed a rod, I grabbed a rod, we put a little glue popper on each of our leaders, brought down a can of corn, got into a school of panfish. Mm-hmm. And we threw them all back, because my dad was pretty clear. If you're not going to fillet them, I'm not either. So <laughs> you decide what you're going to do here. We, we probably caught 30 panfish over the course of an hour. Wow. And then the sun got a little lower, and, and or they got wise to what was going on. Hey, this hurts. Stop biting on that. We're out of here. Yeah. A couple, you know, pound, pound-sized pound wow. crappies. It's good, good day's action, but... Wow, uh, that's, that would be fun. Without a doubt. Now, I will say this much. Leeches. Do you ever use a leech?
3: I used to for walleye fun. fishing uh, yeah, on Osakis when we were fishing deep for walleyes. Did they get you much? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't remember having a lot of luck with walleyes, but we caught them.
2: Yeah? The leech leech did the job. Yeah. How
3: about, how about yourself?
2: Well, I get so freaked out by past horror stories of swimming coming out of the oh, lake to yes. find a leech fully engorged <laughs> attached to your foot or shin freaking out. They always say, you know, put salt on it, put rubbing alcohol on it, let it dry up, fall off. Oh, gosh, no. I would just grab the thing and pull, you
1: know. (laughs) Throw it up on
2: shore, let it die in the sun, and then bleed like a stuck hog. Probably attracting more leeches. But uh, there was a gentleman for years at uh, Burnside Lake, up in Ely, where we spend a lot of our summers. And he swore by the leech. The leech is the way to go. Mm -hmm. If you're going to get... Bass in Burnside. you're going to go deeper, try to catch some of the larger game fish. He swore by leeches, but he insisted. There were two things you were going to do. Before you put that first leech on the hook, you had to kiss it. What? And I would watch this guy, and he'd kiss this leech, and then stick it through with a hook, and I'd say, wow. Talk about a hot and cold relationship. <laughs> and he had a lot of luck. He had a lot of luck. But then the other thing, too, is whatever that big fish was you hauled in on that leech, when you got it off the hook, guess what you did to that fish? You had to kiss the you fish. You had to kiss the fish. <laughs> big slobbery smooch right on that fish's head. You get the fish slime off your lips and bring it in. Well, I know not do that the to the
3: eel pout and the, oof. for the annual eel pout festival. Oh, kissing a pout-ish. God That'll be liberal. coming up soon, and Bjorn and I will happily not probably go. We're not going to uh, be uh, in nothing, Walker sorry. for
2: the eel powder festival. That's that's the, a rough and ready brigade, and my my hats off to them. God bless them.
3: I, Seems like quite a quite a festival, but uh, absolutely, they enjoy
2: themselves. There's plenty going on. People even bowl oh,
5: with the frozen right, eel
2: pout Yes, as the ball and frozen eel powder on the pins, and it's yeah, it's a scene. Uh, but maybe a little more action than I'm. Ready for at this point? I'm yeah, kind of a lazy going kind of guy that likes a cup of coffee versus. right right, we'll just we'll watch somebody else's yeah. video. You can have fun that. with it. I, I, it's it's a huge event. It, it is draws from across the Upper Midwest. People love the Eel Pop Festival in beautiful Walker, Minnesota. Here you go. Have Skull. fun. Enjoy. Enjoy it. it. I won't <coughs> be there, but maybe you will. Maybe you'll call in and tell us all about your. Eel pout slaying right. experiences. But, uh, <clears throat> yes, indeed. Well, wow! Kissing the leech, oh. and then kissing the fish. Kissing the fish. Amen. Amen. Well, you don't have to kiss the lure. Oh, that could that could, that could get, be dangerous. That could get real ugly. But uh, yeah, there you have it. Excellent. Well, maybe a good place to sign off for this particular edition. Hope you enjoyed the uh, clip footage from the 49th annual. Sportsman's, sportsman's show. show here in the Twin Cities, beautiful under the glow of the number one shadow of the Saint Paul Cathedral. Our special
3: thanks to uh, Toby Weiss Indeed. and and his dad Dave Weiss for being the crew. And they crewed it up well and uh, capturing the sh- magic at you the bet. Sportsman's Show. You bet. And, so thanks uh, to you guys and uh, also Mike Leon for hanging out with us.
2: Adding it his ten cents worth, of course, a huge. Vote of confidence and thanks to uh, Steve O'Hearn. Yes. Going through the tackle box and giving us the running price tag of everything I could have. You know, if that person was there and I could have laid all those out and said, cash on the barrelhead, baby. Put that, put that money in my hot little hand. I would have walked out a century note richer. But uh, I think it's more fun to have these cool old things. Well, there's a lot of stories. Each lure, there's a lot of stories and, and perhaps more yet. Right. You know, history yet to be written. I sure wish I still
3: had my chipmunk jitterbug that yeah. could have had Steve look at that and say, Oh, yeah, they made chipmunk jitterbugs back in 1976.
2: You paid 18- a dime for that, at a and, sale. Yeah, it's I did. $6,000, <laughs> <fun." laughs> Some of them are, not yours. but <laughs> yours, uh, yours is worth a, a quick comment and now get out of here. 50 cents, yeah. That's beautiful. Now get out of here. All right, all right. Well, excellent. There you have it. An additional 10 minutes worth of cabin country. Reminiscing. That's right. And uh, maybe we'll have more to tell you about in future when the weather's a little warmer and there's a giant fish in Fudd's mitts. a knife. Rappel, They make. They make. Yeah. It? Oh yeah, yeah. Fillet knives. I've and got. a flexible blade. Do your darndest, and I'll do my darndest trying to choke that turkey down. Right, right. At least, at least and, one bite. Well, I've eaten pickled herring, and that. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> Maybe a fresh. My fish. wife likes pickled herring. Does she?
3: My my dad likes pickled herring. I've never been a fan.
2: I'm a Norwegian American, and I think I'm the only one in the country that does not glibly enjoy swallow a sour pickled herring. Rough oh. piece of uh, so oily,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it just uh. keeps coming back. Oh, there it is Where's again. Where's that Norwegian national anthem? Yeah, yeah. somewhere. Anyway, thanks again for joining us, Cabin Country, coming at you again. We've downed our pot of... We have Northwoods blend, and uh, by gad, we'll look forward to seeing you again. Hopefully with some fish stories or another topic that has come to mind. Yet to be determined. Yet to be determined. There's plenty yet. Cabin Country, coming your way. Don, if you wouldn't mind running those credits. We'll see you next time. (laughs)
3: It's
4: <laughs> a great throat noise, man. <laughs> 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 <coughs> <coughs>